Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Kerfuffle podcast, or Kerfuffle. It's the show where it sounds fun in your head, but in actuality, it's a disaster. Complete disaster. Complete disaster. <laughs> Setting ourselves up for positive things. This is our second our second take of another set of takes, because we did, we did this yesterday, and we tried it, and uh, the first time um, that it went wrong, let's call it 1A, uh, <laughs> What happened was none of our mics got picked up. The second time, only my mic got picked up, and Spencer's were just it was, it was some whispers. Yeah. Um. So even after running dynamics processing, which equals out all the audio, it didn't pick that up. But now we got the the computer right to our side. Looks like everything is getting picked up well. Sure does. And now this is this is good. I don't know why I outed us as being poor podcast <laughs> makers instead of letting people figure that out for themselves. True. Very true. Oh man. But uh, we went to as far as us. We went to the we went to the gym today. That was we pretty did. fun. It was a good time. Yeah. He worked legs, and I actually got a massage. I this is the second time I've ever gotten a massage in my life, and it it was it was it was all right. Um. You know, because I'm a pretty tense guy. I need to stretch way more. I think that's just Same. true for anyone. Absolutely. Um, I, I probably should start doing yoga, but I don't <laughs> want to because it takes up yeah, more it's time. like incredibly good for you and your blood circulation and everything. Just yeah. Everybody's like, oh, <laughs> yoga, like that's a girl. No, like it's really good and really challenging. For sure. All the guys I know that do yoga, like they're really tough dudes because if you've never done yoga, it'll yeah. kick your butt like... Oh yeah! Whenever I go in, um, there's always like one guy mm-hmm. who goes, and he's just he's just shredded. Yeah, and he's like standing up on his head, <laughs> and, like, floating and everything. And wow, what a bro! Starts shooting out fireballs and stuff. <laughs> he's so in tune with his chi. Wow, but but that was fun. I mean, I I, I per- they say you should get a massage like every month. But that's the massage people saying that, so that might just be them <laughs> trying to get me to pay for them more. Very true. Um, it is good for you. It really I, is. Yeah, I mean, it feels all right. You actually feel, end up feeling sick afterwards. You got to drink a lot of water yeah, after you the massage, or else you just all the oils and stuff that they use just yeah, it like it messes up all your sinuses. Yep, you feel like you've been hit by the sickness truck. Yep, yep. But other than that. Um, what else? Well, we were going to go see a movie, but then we decided to actually film the podcast because <laughs> we wanted like to start up this project because uh, we both uh, we both have movie pass now. He he was an early adopter. I was. And I'm I'm a little mad about that because when I bought it, it was like, whoa, movie pass. And I would like tell people about it and they'd be like, yo, that's a scam. You should have invested. Uh, I should have. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what movie pass is, it's basically you pay $10 a month. I got it on sale for like seven bucks a month. Um, but you pay $10 a month. Wait, does your rate still stay at seven bucks a month? Uh, yeah. So I paid ahead for a year, I think. There you go. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, but basically you pay $10 a month and you can go to one movie every day for free. You just use your movie pass card and you get into the movie and And you check in within like a hundred yards of the the theater. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really worth it if you go to, you know at least a movie a month or if you want to you know most people don't because it's 15 bucks well yeah that's what we were discussing uh is that the the when people when i tell them about movie pass because i only got it like a few weeks back and i only got my card a week ago Mm -hmm. so whenever i tell someone about about movie pass their uh, reaction is always well how how can you want to see that many movies how are there that many good (laughs) movies out 
And the, I think what, it, what the general consensus between the two of us was is that the the threshold for when you want to go see a movie when it's paying 15 bucks full yeah. price is, and is it concessions worth, on top is it worth that $20 investment you have to do like research you have to do all this you have to go find the timing and everything it it feels like you have to really be invested in this movie to go see it yeah so you're only seeing like the big movie releases that are coming out but when it's uh, Isle of Dogs is the first movie I went and I saw with the, the movie <laughs> pass which is pretty good by the way I, I would recommend it Um, the production value is great uh it's really just a nice movie in that respect. Um, it's it's pretty weird the story, but I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't imagine doing a stop motion movie. Just the oh my gosh, the amount of stuff that goes into doing one of those must be insane. Absolutely, it makes imagine. me because when I do anything minute with my hands, mm-hmm. like any kind of like small motions, it actually makes me start to feel sick. Mm. And like like if I need to like thread a needle, <laughs> like doing that actually starts to make me feel nauseous wow just because i can't do it with my chubby fingers but going back to going back to movie pass you know you start seeing movies when you can see a movie a day you see movies that you have not as much interest in yeah that you wouldn't normally see without it yeah um and you know that some of them end up being really great movies yeah i saw i saw tomb raider and that that was a that was a surprising like i was interested i was kind of interested in that one just mm-hmm. because i wanted to yeah, see yeah. how video game movies are treated for sure uh and it was all right it's a kind of a generic action movie um yeah. i like alicia vikander a lot she was obviously she's been in better roles like uh ex machina or ex machina i don't know how you pronounce it machina. she's a robot in it yeah um and like that that was a surprisingly good movie it surpassed the expectations past the rotten good. tomato scores is yeah, how i, I would rate it. it but i wouldn't have seen it if it was oh yeah pay full price for it or whatever it's not yeah. as interesting absolutely are there any are there any movies in theaters that you've recently seen recently that you recommend oh i mean total bandwagon but i just saw a quiet place um not just probably it was pretty close to when it came out. But well, it the time was... it comes out. This podcast comes out. <laughs> but I guess no one knows. Yeah, very true. You could, in fact, you could also always uh, break down any m- period of time into like minutes or seconds. Yeah. So yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it just a, just a few days ago. You can break anything down into days. That's true. Yeah, but it was uh, unbelievable. Really well written, directed. Great. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool that uh, John Krasinski, he could do that with his wife. Like... I didn't without know they were being, married until the press tour for this. Right? Yeah. Without without being, like, judged for it, like, oh, you know, he's just doing a movie with his wife. Like, no. Like, he didn't write that role for her, but when it came to it, he was like, she would kill this role. And she did. She absolutely did. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Is it... I don't know if it was you two told me this or if I read it somewhere, but it's, like, only eight words of spoken dialogue, or is that mm, not true? No. I think... I think there's definitely more than that. Um, oh, yeah. There's definitely more than that. But it's, um, you know, from whispers to, like, different stuff. Most of it is in sign language, which is pretty cool. That's um, neat. And then one of the... Do they subtitle it? Yes. Of okay. course. <laughs> no, you're just, like, trying to guess what they're saying. Like, uh... I feel like that would add to the scare factor of mm. it. Yeah. They just had definitely one person could. who doesn't understand sign language... <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Just eventually speak screams. up. <laughs> what do you guys mean? Kids killed by one of those monsters. Oh man. 
yeah that's that's a really good movie if you haven't seen it totally recommend it go see it with your movie pass there you go yeah that's your plug movie pass <laughs> <laughs> already starting off the podcast shouting out brands we, we oh, discussed yeah. this in one of the one of the earlier takes of the podcast one of the failed takes yes <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of it's kind of funny that you know just mentioning brands and stuff how how much you realize it comes up in your life when yeah. you kind of listen back because everything you see everything you do that's a brand you know like your right. cabinets they're from ikea your water is a brand your soda is a brand your computer is a brand everything around yeah, clothes, you is a brand. everything yeah like oh yeah i took an uber to go go mm-hmm. see a movie at uh, an amc movie theater with my movie pass and i bought a delicious coca-cola yep. as well as a thing of starbursts and it's like wow i just listed off so many brands that if this was tv <laughs> i yeah. would have been raking it in yeah that's gotta be tough <clears throat> hmm. so i don't know i feel like i can't really dig on people too much for for product placement and stuff yeah Especially if it's uh, well incorporated. Mostly because it's such an easy thing to do. Right. Like, that, if it's I, a brand that somebody enjoys, they can just throw it in there, you know? Sure. Well, the thing with uh, with Jurassic World, I remember Jurassic World had a lot of... Did you ever see that movie? I did. I had so much uh, product placement when you go to the, hmm. the park. And people were like, oh, you're selling out or whatever. And it just makes me think, well, no. The whole point... And I think the director said this in an interview. He said... Yeah, the whole point of having all that product placement in was because it wouldn't have felt like a real theme park without it. Like, obviously, so you have all of these... Screensaver, just one on my computer. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, you have all of these brands, so it's like, yeah, it would feel weird if you just had a generic coffee shop instead of a Starbucks at this big yeah. Jurassic Park. For sure. So, yeah. They, they, I think they just released the sense. final trailer for the... They did. For the movie. I haven't watched it. I, I usually end up just watching... Either the teaser or the one that releases right after that, and then trying to make myself not watch any of the other ones to spoil anything. Um, I, I, I've gotten sick of trailers because exactly. they just show too much. Yeah, they give away some of the best parts of the movie, and you already... Like A Quiet Place, if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen the trailer, where the boy turns on that toy, and you're like, oh, well, he's gonna die. Like No spoilers for this. Or, no, I mean, yeah. that's just... It's just poor, like, that they have to... Is that actually a spoiler for the movie? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. it's, I mean, if you watch the trailer, they show John Krasinski running, and it's, yeah, no. They, the boy turns on a toy, and he's super loud, and we're like, well, that was a dumb move. Um, and you see that in the trailer, and you're like, well, that's kind of one of the most climactic points in the movie. Um, yeah. And they just gave it away in the beginning, you know? That always uh, that always makes me mad with, with movies when they show jokes in trailers. Because mm. I have a really yeah. hard time laughing at trailer jokes in general because there's no build up to it. Yeah, it's there's just, no context. Um, you're just throwing it out there. And then when you see it in the movie, you go, well, I already know the punchline. So the joke will fail in both cases for me. So true. Like it could have worked really well in the movie, but they gave it away already. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Black Panther was a movie where I watched none of the promotional mm. material for it. And I think I liked it more. Yeah, I think Obviously, I it's hard to say. I, could, I can't. Too. I can't go back to how yeah. I would have enjoyed it. I used to watch. I, I was telling you about this when we had this. Uh, when we talked about this, I, I haven't watched. I used to watch movie trailers on uh, like trailers iTunes mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah, uh, just for fun, and I'd just click on the thing that just sounded interesting, and a lot of them were weird, and 
they weren't like good trailers or whatever yeah i have a friend that like always always looks up movies and does the reviews and like that just ruins it like he's always oh this movie only got like a 6.4 i'm not gonna go see that i'm like what well you don't know like right that's based on another a bunch of other people's opinions so well that's what's that's what's starting to get me mad with uh with thing aggregates services such as Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Because Rotten Tomatoes, when they take in scores, you're taking in number of different reviewers who each have their own biases, who each value a score differently. Yeah. Um where you know, oh, is the is a six, is that a sixty percent like a like a fail? Or a yeah. pa- or I guess what's a sixty percent in American education? Is that a D or is that an F? Uh six percent I believe it's a D. Okay. So very low score, very yeah. low grade, and or is it above average? Is fifty percent like yeah. average, and then it's above? I, I I can't say. I think it should be above average, but each different reviewer is going to have their own thing. Yeah, and I feel like half the reviewers are going to be based on the you know fifty percent scale just because they've thought of it that way, and people who don't think about it would just be like, you know, that was a, that was a pretty good movie, like eighty percent. Yeah, just because. There, there really is no way to scale it unless you're an actual movie reviewer and you just have this chart of, oh, it checked this box, it checked this box. Like, okay, but obviously right. not everybody does that. Like, if a movie reviewer hates superhero movies and then has to review superhero movies, then yeah. they're already coming in with a predetermined bias. And I'm fine with that if they make clear their bias and it's always that reviewer doing the superhero movies because mm-hmm. eventually when they see a superhero movie that they like, that's going to mean a lot. Uh, I, I really, and that's why I think on YouTube I gravitate towards a lot of reviewers in that uh, sense, like personalities, because they're yeah. they're more consistent with what they with what they say. So the guys in half of the bag, I love half of the bag, <laughs> um, where they just get drunk and they talk about movies, <laughs> but they're they're always very consistent about what they say. So whenever they say, "Oh yeah, this Marvel movie was great." They, they've kind of bashed Marvel movies a little bit, so that's really interesting. Hmm. Interesting. But I don't know. I think, like, the most, the most valuable thing a, a reviewer can give you is the consistency of their voice. And when you get thing, uh, programs... When you get outlets such as IGN, where it's been... They have dozens of people writing for them in reviews for just yeah. this year... And it gets so decentralized with what they're saying, it's hard to keep track of yeah, what absolutely. what they like. You know, I always come back to yeah. the seven point eight out of ten, too much water, uh, <laughs> and the Pokemon game. And it's like, she, well, they she kind of mentions that she didn't really like Pokemon for a while. The reviewer, yeah. it's, okay, so why are you doing Pokemon? But even if they had someone who's a complete Pokemon fanboy, that doesn't mean much either, because it's not. It's a completely different flip-flop on the review. Yeah. So, there you go. I guess that's our bash of uh, <laughs> re- reviews in that sense. Yeah. But it's always it's always weird to me just hearing, uh, especially with how popular these things are getting. Like, you go on Fandango to go get tickets, and they show the, the Rotten Tomatoes score right there, which always makes it weird to me, because Fandango, obviously, they're trying to sell the movie yeah, tickets. They want you Why to would you show movies. a, oh, yes, yeah, 16% yeah, or whatever? for sure rotten and i'm not gonna buy that i guess because it's gonna push people to other things or it's more transparency on their yeah. part i'm sure there's something there i'm, I'm they're probably smarter than that fandango <laughs> than i could ever be mm-hmm. uh, obviously made more money <laughs> <laughs> but it's really it's really interesting to me to see that i guess but 
I love movies, man. I I, get, I've, I feel like I've done a disservice to myself because I haven't watched enough old movies. Yeah, I'm with you there. I uh, I, I really need to see The Godfather. Maybe I'll see that Me before, before well. the next podcast. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's a that's a movie where it's like, oh yeah, it's an American classic, and I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I guess to put it out on the table for if we talk about movies in any of the later podcasts, I'll kind of share my bias right here in the the preliminary episode. <laughs> I, uh, I I love Marvel movies. Um, yes. I uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, is Rocky. Um, Very so nice. I want to talk about so that kind of I, I really value like strong characters in movies more so than plot. My dad really goes for like plot and he's always the one kind of pointing out plot holes and stuff in uh got it in movies i i value more just the characters and the fun of that yeah but i don't know th- that's some of uh some of my movie biases i i don't watch a lot of horror mm-hmm. um there are some i think horror is a really creative outlet but uh and obviously there's a lot of a lot of great directors get their start in horror because that's a way to for a cheap budget to make something very impressive yeah, um, and kind of do a directorial debut, John Krasinski as uh, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. a Quiet Place or a small cast, a small location. Get out. He was able to Jordan Peele. Yeah, do a really great job with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What What are some of your favorite movies? Tough. Um, Kung Fu Panda Three. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um. tough i mean growing up i always loved animated movies sure um more so disney or or dreamworks yeah i think i think i prefer disney um oh one of my one of my favorite Disney's like coca-cola and then dreamworks is like oh do you want pepsi (laughs) (laughs) like oh sorry we only have pepsi yeah all right i guess (laughs) and sometimes you're like yeah this is a really good pepsi yeah other times you're like wow this is a really bad pepsi i don't know why i got pepsi very true yeah um all-time favorite animated movie probably big hero six yeah that was that really was good. incredibly well done not just with the animation and everything the story was so compelling yeah and it was something so different like yeah it was like a superhero you know super, the, you know the story about movie. it right it was an obscure like f-list marvel comic huh. that they'd published that's right and then they then they turned it into that so it was interesting seeing that. the Disney Animation Studio and Marvel kind of, you know, we could talk about like Disney buying Marvel and all their influence of it, but that yeah. really felt like the main crossover kind of event of the two, the two in that case. Because hmm. uh, there's Marvel stuff in the the Disney parks now. That feels a little bit more like it, but for sure, when there's like big Marvel rides at, at Disney World or whatever, <laughs> then yeah. it feel more so. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Wow, I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, I think for animated movies, it's uh, it's really interesting to see because animated movies can be a great way to get a, a wide audience, but also it's such an easy way to get kids to, to come in that it yeah. feels like a lot of people are using it Absolutely. Uh, as like a cash grab or whatever. Yeah. And there's such a wide range in quality from something like... The emoji movie <laughs> to a, an up or a Wally, yeah. And Wally just, is another great one. Wally's fantastic. Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! The the scene almost, defined dancing where they're flying around. Yeah. The uh, 
with almost no words in that movie. It's so incredible that they can yeah. just make you feel so much, you know? Sure. Do you have a favorite Pixar movie? My, my, mm-hmm. uh, mine, for reference, is, uh, is Inside Out. Inside that Out was really, a really great one. Yeah, really resonates I mean, with me. You have to create a movie that makes everybody want to see it, you know? Um, not just kids and their parents, you know? You, right. You bring in the parents and they're like, wow, that was actually like a really interesting story. Like, I didn't yeah. just go because my kids were here. I think for like, DreamWorks, the only example it. I can really see of that is, a, is the How to Train Your Dragon se- uh, series. Yeah. That was, that was like the only thing that kind of kept DreamWorks from being a laughing stock. Yeah, even that, like, it was... It was a well done movie, but it, it didn't, didn't have half the story of it didn't have well other Disney Pixar movies. Like Pixar movies have so much depth to them. Yeah. And I think that's why I get frustrated whenever Pixar does a, a sequel or something. Mm. If if it yeah. were up to me, Pixar would never do a sequel ever. Mm. Uh, they would not be responsible for any of that. Yeah. Um even though I, I personally think that Toy Story Two is a better movie than uh Toy Story One. I think that Toy Story One probably had more themes in it that yeah. were more interesting than a toy story 2 yeah toy story i 3 think is very good too uh very good as well um but like finding dory that doesn't really hit as yeah. much notes as finding nemo them like everybody wants the sequel whatever the, but they're so good at building stories from nothing in such a short period of time sure. uh when you start out you get the backstory you get everything whether it's throughout the story or right in the beginning you know the character so well already that a sequel is almost pointless because you're just expanding on something unnecessary, you know? Yeah. I think the more that I've been thinking about it, the more that I like The Good Dinosaur. That was a really great movie. My only problem, my main problem with The, uh, the Good Dinosaur is when you see... Because the, they have these very cartoony uh, dinosaur characters on the remarkably realistic landscapes and backdrops. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Just seeing the the contrast, because they kind of look like plastic figurines in this yeah. super hyper-realistic world. And I think that's the story about... My sister's a huge uh, Disney <laughs> nerd, um, so she was kind of telling me about this, is that the story that they did it is that they did it as like a tech demo for a new studio. Huh. And they were like, oh, we could just make a movie out of this. And then that's <laughs> why they came out with two Pixar movies in the same year, Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Um, I like The Good Dinosaur a lot. I don't think it was too distracting um, having that contrast. Um, but yeah, again, they killed it with the story and another incredibly well done movie. Yeah. I have a question about The Good Dinosaur. I don't know if you remember the scene, Go. but I've had, I've had different people talk about this. Do you think that he got high off the berries or do you think that he got drunk off the berries? It really looked like he was high. I'd never seen like a drunk thing where it's like the morphine in there. Yeah, it was probably more of like a. It felt like a psychedelic. Yeah. 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 I mean, not necessarily like getting high off of it, but yeah, it could have been more like a shrooms kind of thing than anything. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Just trying to. I'm trying to fix one thing. My screen server keeps turning on a little side computer, so I was going to turn that off. Just so it doesn't lock up and we can still see our audio readout. We'll we'll fix this, obviously, in future podcasts. Oh, man. But it's going well so far. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I guess you guys can be the judge of that. But at least on the the technical side, it looks like both of our mics are getting picked up. So that's good. But... I I don't know what animated movies are supposed to come out. This I, Incredibles two, 
that yes. I feel like it's going to be a good movie, but I feel like it's not going to hit as much. Oh, no, it definitely family story. I don't think it can be as good as the first one. Not nearly. Um, well, but the first Incredibles they'll, they'll do does a great, great job. job at showing kind of like a broken. Well, not mm. broken, but like yeah. a trouble, like a family under like stress. Absolutely. But it's just like typical like family stress or whatever. Yeah. Like kind of how families react in like time of some emergency, and that's way more interesting. Like boys than, and getting like, in trouble. Oh yeah, now we now we've just got more stuff, and Jack Jack's on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's, that's not relatable. So yeah, it'll be yeah. tricky, but I'm sure they'll do a great job. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see how it goes. Um, and I think that's maybe one of the things that they've lost in like the traditional Walt Disney Animation Studio movies is uh, the level of relatability. With a with a movie like Moana, Moana is a is a good movie. I, I actually watched it again. I was sick, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I watched four animated movies just all in a row, um, in one weekend because I just felt miserable. And I was like, I, "They're on Netflix. Who cares?" Yeah. Uh, and Moana was one of them. And I just remember watching Moana, and it wasn't. It's it's a fine movie, but it's not all that relatable or special yeah. or anything like that like it That's, wasn't that interesting of a character story to me um i also have the same problem with frozen i'm not as big on frozen as a lot of people are yeah i think i think with those they aren't trying to be as relatable they they do sometimes with the different struggles that are people are going through with um like momana and like not doing what her parents want her to do sure they, they try and relate that way but at the same time um they they don't relate in the big scheme of situations because you have things like Frozen where they're princesses and one of them has ice powers, you know? Right. Like, that's relatable to no one. Well, sure. Um, but, I mean, Incredibles, they all have powers, and that's... Yeah. But they still relate it on the family side, which is great. Right. I don't know. I uh, I think it's, it's interesting to me. Uh, Zootopia was a movie that I thought really kind of knocked it out of the park with yeah. the Disney animation studios. Cause just the way that they were able to ta- tackle all these kind of social issues for sure. While still keeping an interesting story to it. Obviously with none of us are, of none of us are little fu- furry animals, but we relate, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. And that's one of the nice things about movies or any kind of media is that it's, it's very reflective and it makes you realize stuff about yourself. Um, yeah, and I, I think comedy is one of those things too. Where comedy, you it has to be relatable, just so people can kind of, you can like see it in yourself or like see how things. And all the best comedians will, even if they're talking about something in their own life, they'll bring it to a relatable sense, where it's more encapsulating of uh, stuff that everyone deals with. Yeah, and I think that that might be my problem with comedians like uh, like Amy Schumer mm-hmm. or something, just because. You know, it's not, it's not really, even like when all of her bitch just, I'm a dirty slut. Like that, that's not relatable, but she doesn't bring it back to anything where it's like relatable to me. Like, oh yeah, yeah, where she's uh, getting mad at the, she's talking about like in a recent comedy special, like throwing the guy off the cliff for, uh, (laughs) for not wanting to eat her out. And it's like, well, that's not relatable to me. Yeah. Whatever. Just a little. I could Weird. go on about yeah, for Amy sure. Schumer forever. <laughs> it's a whole a different thing. Amy Schumer fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, especially on the internet, that's not exactly like an unpopular opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gonna lean over and check the time on this. Yeah, we're doing good. Sorry, I was checking the timer. 
this is we're gonna set it up all nicer and everything we got like other stuff down the road believe me this podcast is gonna be off the charts we're gonna be like npr we're gonna get the forty thousand dollar mics we're gonna wow. go, hello welcome to the kerfuffle podcast this is <laughs> <laughs> i'm your host skip the tutorial today we're going to be talking about um trump that's always what trump. it is whenever i turn into npr it's pretty much just politics or, for sure uh stuff for so long after the election it was russian hacking um yeah but I don't know politics. I I don't politics. I don't know Screw enough them. about them to, to even talk. About I agree. Them. Yeah, I I don't want to act like I know anything. You know. Yeah. When uh, people start getting into arguments, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I just, I just like I like entertainment, and it kind of bugs me when politics get ham-fisted into entertainment. And I guess there's people who will say, well, that's the world. You know, you comment on the world, and it's like, no, I want to escape from the world. I want to. Yeah. I'm changing the channel from CNN or Fox News to yeah. this. I don't need to hear everybody you talk knows about the world it in is messed more up. of a more of a jacked up way or more of a comedic way. Yeah. Oh, man. But I guess there you go with that. It, you know, it be a comedy and just <laughs> entertainment or just so, it, they're, they're so hard to talk about because it's such uh, it's such an Oculus thing. Where it's like, okay, you can talk about how comedy kind of works and how, like, it, like how people are like butchering it or something, or it doesn't feel as natural and stuff with entertainment. But it, it you, it's hard to kind of put a grasp on it because there's such big themes that lead to it. And yeah. It, I, it, obviously, there's no like perfect comedy or anything like that because it's all subjective and it's all, it all relates to the person and their kind of background and stuff. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's always been my thing. I I hate when people say, "Oh, that's not funny," because I that's it's just someone it is yeah. to some degree. Like there is comedy and stuff. Obviously, there's certain things that for sure are just awful that I would <laughs> call awful. But I mean, the way that it is, like if I make a joke and then someone goes, "That's really not funny." Well, you're not more of a comedian than me. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, cool. You didn't. You did not find that funny, but just saying that's that's not funny in general, is uh, is kind of dumb to me. I For don't sure. know. Like they don't have to laugh or pretend it's funny, but yeah, it's not funny to them. That doesn't mean it's not funny. You know, right? Exactly. But maybe that's my excuse to make jokes. I don't know. <laughs> make bad jokes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> that's my defense for the whole the whole channel. Uh, but. I don't. I I can't exactly put a put a thing on what's funny or not. I I, I love a lot of different comedy, and it's weird how d- certain things. I guess it's all in the delivery, really, because you can take the same concept and give it to different comedians, and then just the way that they'll tell the joke is completely different. There's a. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but. In uh, in like comedian, like stand comedian circles, they have this joke called the aristocrats. Okay. And with the the whole point of this joke is it's the same premise of the this family, this uh, like perfect family comes into a, a casting, uh, stu- a casting agent's place. He asks, "What's your act?" And then they do something grotesque, sexual messed up i mean each comedian t- tells the different way that's typically the way where like comedians will ad lib okay um so it'll be like oh yeah and then 
the the dad is like fist fucking the daughter or something Whoa. messed up and it, it's really it's a remarkably vulgar joke and messed up and then the the end the punchline is just were the aristocrats hmm. and but the way that each comedian tells the joke the best i've ever heard is uh, gilbert godfrey okay if anyone's looking for a hilarious thing i know he was kind of shunned away after the whole i think he made a hurricane joke uh, after katrina and then he just got like blacklisted or something wow. or it was like something after a tsunami or whatever. And then he lost his spot as the Affleck duck and all of that. Uh, Tough times. But his way of telling the joke is just fantastic. And it's, it's just interesting how each comedian can kind of approach something that, or any person, any person can, I feel like anyone can kind of be funny at least to, but then I guess that goes into yeah. the comedy being subjective. For mm-hmm, anyone. For sure. Um, can go about that uh, in their own different circles, but it, it's interesting to me how it's just oh yeah, what what do you think is going to be funnier and how to tell this one joke? Yeah, and that's that's interesting to me. And yeah. It's kind of like a rite of passage in like certain like stand up comedian uh, circles. But I guess that's enough about comedy, <laughs> and that's actually enough about this podcast. So thank you everybody for listening. I've been A Sam Weiss, also known as Skip the Tutorial, and this has been my co-host. Spencer. Spencer Schmidt. And if you guys want to check out our links, they'll all be in the description of the video. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio version on all of the all of those different services, then um, please make sure to uh, to maybe follow us on those. Or maybe if you want to leave a review or something, that'd be pretty cool. Appreciate and, uh, it. And if you guys have any feedback on this podcast or anything that you want to say or tell us, you can leave that anywhere in the comments or hit us up at, uh, at any of our socials. But with that, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye.